This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. When did life start getting so complicated? Buying a home? complicated home finances certainly not a walk in the park raising kids yeah it's a lot then there's insurance what if my policy doesn't cover this or what if i make a claim in the middle of the night good news state farm is there for your what ifs so even if life gets tricky insurance doesn't have to be like a good neighbor state farm is there call or go to statefarm.com for your quote today you are watching and listening to Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favourite podcasts. Happy holidays, I guess. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV for all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels for the latest updates and news on Leicester Come on, you foxes!
Listen on your favourite podcast platform or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Right, Chris. All right there. All right up at the back. How the devil are we all? Good evening, fellow Fox fans. What a week. What a month. Um, if you read uh, the BBC or you follow the BBC at all and you go onto the BBC homepage for football, uh, or then click through to the Leicester City homepage on the BBC, uh, you'll see my Tuesday talking point. Um, it's a defining month for Leicester and it all starts with a little bit of a match on Thursday. This is Leicester Till I Die TV. This is where you can watch us and listen to us. Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. It is. It's Thursday. It's over at the Diego Armando Maradona Stadium in Napoli. Are you impressed I got that right? Thursday, the 9th of December, <laughs> a kickoff at 5.45. And it is a 90-minute shootout. 450 minutes we've played. It could go anyway. I'm not nervous at all. <laughs> I a word of it. Can say good evening to my guest, uh, Craig. Is an old face, going well. He's with me every week. Craig, good evening. Good evening, Emilio. Uh, a Fulham, but more importantly for us this week, mm. a Napoli fan. How are you, Emilio? Hello, Chris. Hello again. Nice to be back on. Hi there, Craig. Nice to speak to you. Uh, yeah, it's uh, looking forward to it. You know, we did the two shows last year. Leicester against Fulham. Now, obviously, got the double header against Napoli. So, yeah, it's uh, split loyalties, but it's going to be right down to the wire, isn't it? We actually called this out, if you recall, a couple of months ago. We thought it would, this yeah. this group would go right down to the death, to be honest. We had that feeling, didn't we, Craig? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think everybody seemed to be have the beating of everyone else, you know. <laughs> I don't think anybody's been consistent throughout the no. throughout the league. That's the problem, isn't it? That um, you get a good result and then you follow it up with a bad one. Just for anybody that is watching, we have got a poll going on on YouTube. 
If you're not on YouTube, get over now, Lester Till I Die TV. Give us a subscribe. If you're watching on the YouTube stream, I should say, um, there is a poll. Where will Lester finish in the group? First, second, or third? We can't finish lower than third. Um, and at the moment, second is winning, which means that you're going to beat us, Emilio. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not too sure, to be honest. If, you, if we played just probably two months ago, I would have said I think we would have won comfortably. But now... You know, after the winner, they had eight consecutive victories in Napoli, beginning of a season, you know, joint record, play on mm. form, scoring goals, you know, being a delight to watch. But the last eight games, they've only they've only got 12 points in the league. So they've had a lot of injuries as a key plays out for the next few weeks. So, you know, Napoli have got to win. A draw is not enough. That's the thing. Mm. So it's do they see this as a big enough tie to want to push themselves? I, I To be honest... You know, I don't think they're going to be pushing 100%. They've got injuries. Serie A is priority. If they can win without playing at full strength, then great. If not, I don't think they'll be disappointed. I think Serie A is not a cop-out. I just think the priority is Serie A. And with all these injuries piling in, yeah. it's, it's you know, don't don't stretch yourselves because they're, they're, they've dropped a bit of form in Serie A in the last six weeks and wins are now becoming draws and now they're starting to lose a few mm -hmm. games as well. So, very, like, to your point, Craig, a bit inconsistent at the moment. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say you've, you've only lost two. You, you've played mm -hmm. 16. You've won 11, drawn three, lost two. We'd take that form, wouldn't we, Craig? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I bet you've got more clean sheets than we've had. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think, I, I think you know, I think you're right. I think Napoli will, you know, prioritise the league. You know, European qualification um, into the Champions League is more important than uh, than winning this, I would imagine, in the overall scheme of things. Not just for the fans, but also for the finances of the club. You know, in this day and age, um, no clubs can uh, to go without. If they've got any ambitions, they need the money to keep coming yeah. in. So, uh, you know, for, for transfer fees, wages, all of that, if you want to continue to be at that level, you've mm -hmm. got to be bringing the money in and the Champions League brings the money in. Yeah, um, a quick um, a few comments here. Blue podcast, couple of blue hearts. Thanks, mate. Uh, thanks for popping in, uh, Andrew. Uh, evening, lads, and you, Chris. I'm not a lad. <laughs> I'm the old man. Thank you, Andrew. I can I can block you. You know, uh, he just followed that up by saying. Um, yeah, all you need to do is get a corner. That is true. But he did follow that up with you getting your excuses in early, Emilio. And uh, <laughs> yeah, <a bit. laughs> TM, the Spurs fans come in to uh, to watch right. us. Good evening, TM. Is that is that because you might not have a game this week? And, uh, <laughs> I have a feeling. I have a feeling Conte might be happy if they if they don't go through myself. Mm -hmm. But I tell you what. It is so complicated on the last day. I mean, obviously, we're just concerned with, with, with our two teams. But for Napoli here, Napoli will finish first if they win and Spartak do not. Na make notes, guys. I'll be asking questions after. Uh, mm. Napoli will finish second if both they and Spartak win. Napoli will finish third if both games are drawn or if they lose and Legia do not win. Sure. Okay. And, and then, then you've got Leicester. Leicester will finish first if they win or if both games are drawn. Leicester will finish second if they lose and the other game is drawn. Leicester cannot finish below third. It, it's easy, isn't it, guys? <laughs> it was mad. It was mad. Yeah. I mean, at least it makes it exciting going into the last game, doesn't it? And I think I was yeah. going to say, what's the tactics going to be? Because I think Leicester have got to, obviously got the home advantage. You know, they're 
you know, they've been a bit, like I said, inconsistent the last few weeks, but they've got to go out and win the game. You know, draw, they said those, that proves my point. They can't, a draw is not enough for Napoli. So win or bust, basically. Mm-hmm. What's Leicester's approach going to be here? They're going to look to get, look for the, getting the minimum of the draw or they go out to actually try to win the game? Well, the thing is, if, we, if we're looking to get a draw, we know we have to score because we will concede. So uh, there's very little chance of it being a nil-nil. So we have to come out and try and get a goal. Yeah, it's, um... That didn't work. I was trying to highlight you then, uh, Craig. <laughs> it didn't work at all. Oh, there you go. There you yeah. go. Um, it, it is a case of, we've, Craig, we've just got to win, haven't we? Well, I think, as I say, we've got to come out and score a goal because we're, we're not confident of keeping a clean sheet. So even to get the draw, is um, we've got to score. So I don't think there'll be any anything of us sitting back. It will depend a lot, I think, about the teams that both uh, managers put out onto the pitch. Um, but I don't think we can afford a slow start, that's for sure. We can't afford to let Napoli get a lead because, as we know, Italian teams are, are masters of holding out for a, for a win. And mm. with us, even 2-0 even up in the home game wasn't enough. So mm. I think we have to come out and be positive and, and look for a win. And Emilio, you um, you're going to go into this as favourites, aren't you? Um, I don't think we are. Funny enough, I don't think we are favourites. I, I actually, mm. I just think you know injuries um, is going to be. There's some key players. You've got Koulibaly in defence injured. You've got Insigne injured. You've got Osiman injured. Who's scoring all the goals at the beginning of the season? You've got my man, my the Fulham man alone. Anguissa's injured. So there's some key players out there who were that core spine of that eight consecutive victories in the Serie A at the beginning of the season, all out all out injured at the moment. So to be honest, I, if anything, both teams are not playing particularly well at the moment. I think both are a little bit up and down. I think you've you've underachieved this season in the league. I think you're, you're, you're struggling a little bit. I'm not sure what why that's the case. Maybe, maybe the squad's got to defend, play, I think. That's <laughs> down to. The home advantage will play some part, but I just think with all the injuries that Napoli are carrying and how much do they want there? It's all about how much do they really want this victory. I think they'll, they'll try their best to win, but I don't think they'll be stretching themselves. I'll be surprised if they push themselves hard and pick up more in. You've got, to, you've got the Christmas fixture coming up, you know, and that's going to be key. That's that continuing for, for this type of game, Emilio. Do do the crowd come out in force in Italy? Not really. You know, they probably won't see it as a as a big thing. To be honest, I think you made a point earlier, Craig. It's all about um, you know Champions League qualification for next season. You know, they blew it. They should be in. They should have been in the Champions League. They 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 drew their final game of the season when they had home advantage against an inferior opposition. They blew that. They they, not, they have lost their bottle. So they are where they are for their own reasons. But to be honest, it's they've been a little bit up and down, inconsistent. Like I said, they've lost a couple of games in this group. They did well to turn around that two two nil deficit yeah. at your ground back in September when it was. But um, I don't think the fans will be disappointed. If they don't go through. Put it that way. Mm-hmm. I was about to ask that actually. <laughs> I mean, yeah. if you get here, like you got Spurs fans, you know, uh, uh, don't want to be. I'm sure TM will back this up. They're sooner <laughs> not be in Europe and concentrate on the league rather than be in the conference. Mm-hmm. And Arsenal fans not wanting to finish in that position because they don't want to be in the conference. But it, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's European football. But do, do, do Napoli see this sort of below them? Mm. To some extent, yes, they've often got into this position in the Champions League. You know, they've done well to qualify Champions League for many mm. seasons, but invariably they've always got into tough groups. You know, how many times they've had Liverpool in their group, Man City in their group, Real? They've had big, they've had bigger teams in their groups, and they start off well. The home form is mm. good, and they, unfortunately they, they lose their away game. And 
often than not, they've, they've finished third in the group despite having nine, ten points. Where the, you know, I think the ones that had they beat Liverpool home and drew Liverpool away still wasn't enough to win the group. So it's that consistency. Yeah. Their away form in Europe historically is not very good. Home form better. They're, you know, they're, they're a good force there, but it's about attitude. How much do they really want mm. this game? And I, I, with all the injuries piling, I don't I don't see this being a priority. If they can win and you, you catch you on a bad day, then great. I'll take that. Get some match practice. The squad players can play in February when this, the Europa League restarts. But you know, play a club like Fulham, when we got to the Europa League final, it was a big thing for us. We played our strongest mm-hmm. team. We had nothing else to play play for other than consolidation yeah. in the Premier League. So it's, the dynamics are somewhat different. But it's mm-hmm. I don't think I won't be disappointed if Napoli don't go through. Put it that way. I think it's very, is the um, is the Napoli manager under any pressure at the moment with the the downturn in form? Um, not not at the moment. He's you know could argue we've punched a bit above our weight. To be honest, I didn't expect us to start off so well, hit the ground running really well with those eight consecutive victories. He's a bit of a tried and tested manager. Been around a few Serie A clubs, you know, stayed a couple of seasons. Then he moves on, but he's got the best out of this squad. He's playing exciting football. We're scoring a lot of goals. Well, we were up to a certain point, but now we're conceding. That's the problem. Where we were scoring and keeping clean sheets, now we're losing. You know, lost three two to Atalanta at the weekend. You know, Natsadru, not not a bad team. They're in the Champions right. League, you know, doing well. But, you know, we can see the three, go- three goals at home and, you know, that's not good enough. So, that, but you see the squad's a little bit thin. And that's and we're seeing that we're seeing that now. Music to our ears, <laughs> Craig, isn't it? <laughs> it does. But, I mean, we, we sound very similar, to be honest. I'm going to The squad's not, uh, even though it, it probably appeared from most Leicester fans' perspective to be strengthened. Mm. Over the the summer, I think the the players we've brought in have struggled to come to terms with the Premier League, uh, with the pace of the game, and therefore only probably Dakar has, has stood up to it. So our squad isn't isn't looking particularly strong when we've got probably you would say four key first teamers out. So I think there's a lot of similarities between the teams at the moment. I mean, you say that, if we have a look at the recent form, as Emilio sort of touched on before, I mean, Napoli's form, here you can see, you know, the last um, is that seven <clears throat> games there, they've lost three, won two, drawn two. And, yep, yeah, they are, uh, I mean, you beat Lazio uh, 4-0, that was a good win for you, but 2-2 with Saluso. Um, like you say, you lost to Atlanta. Uh, you, you are letting in the goals. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and you look at that, and then you compare that to, to Leicester's. I mean, it's almost, you know, similar, again, two wins, two losses, and three draws, and yeah. letting in the goals. This isn't going to be a nil-nil, is it? <laughs> Famous last words, eh? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah, because in Sassuolo, we played the midweek last week, 2 nil up away, thought we got better consistency, and then we let, you know, we conceded two goals in the... In the second half, so again, mm. <clears throat> like I said, we're both conceding goals, and it's it has the makings of being a high-scoring game. But it's mm. things about attitude and tactics here. You know, I think both teams will don't think will be pushing themselves hard. I think who wants it enough? Do Leicester want this game enough? How disappointed would you be if you don't qualify? Maybe I ask you that question. I wouldn't be disappointed if Napoli don't go through. I, I think the fans would be disappointed, and I think mm. the way things are going, it just mounts more pressure on Brendan. Although we do have. <clears throat> the safety net of European football that we would drop down into um, the conference, whatever happens. Um, I think in many ways, and, and Chris, you know, you'll have your opinion on this. I think it's about the performance, um, put up a good performance against, you know, a, a high flying 
Italian side and most fans would accept that. I think at the moment it's all about a word you've used quite a lot, attitude. And I think the fans want to see, you know, an, an improved attitude of the players on the pitch. So uh, even if I think if we were to go down, I think if we went down in glory, it would be more acceptable than uh, than going down with a whimper. I think I think that that's it. I think you know, Craig, you've hit the nail on the head there. And I, th- I think the, the disappointing thing is we've had two seasons, and yes, we might have been punching above our weight, but the performances were there. You know, and and if we had the performances like like Craig said, and we weren't winning, you you kind of accept that because you know the players are given, but we're not getting the performances now. Whether that is down because Brendan's changing things week in week out, and the players don't really know what they're supposed to be doing, you know, is a separate argument. I mean, at the start when when you looked at this group, I mean, it was called the group of death when when, when they drew it. And I suppose, in fairness, we were due one, really, because we'd, we'd had a fairly easy group, if we're honest, in the Champions League. And we'd had a fairly easy group last year in the Europa. Uh, so it was about time we got a, a, a difficult one. But, you know, I, I wasn't expecting the group to go like it was. I mean, it it's, reminds me, of, is it Group F in the World Cup with uh, Germany, France, um <laughs> Belgium, and I can't yeah. remember the <clears throat> Portugal and, and whatever. Portugal, it, yeah. Yeah, anybody could sort of beat anybody yeah, in yeah. this group. And that's the weird thing. And I would be disappointed. I mean, the, the good thing is we still get European football. And I think from Leicester's perspective, it may only be the conference, but it's still European football. And for a club like Leicester, and this is probably the difference to Napoli, yeah. a club like Leicester, I think that would still be good for us. Napoli, mm-hmm. probably, if you ended up in the conference, it, it, you'd, yeah. not, look, you'd not be horrible. You'd probably look down your nose at it. Yeah, yeah. And what are your, what's your attitudes toward Brendan Rodgers, you know, in terms of, you know, does he need more time? You know, he's done well for you. He's, he's hit. <laughs> Put your feet up. Get get a brew. Put your feet up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you shouldn't have asked Chris that. Uh, I'll let I'll let uh, I'll let Craig answer that before we go to some comments. Um, for me, I think um, he's he deserves more time. I think to turn things around. I think we've got players to come back. I know things are not very um, rosy at the moment. Um, but at the end of it, you know, I can't see. Changing the manager, uh, changing the manager at this stage of the season for me brings too many risks. I don't think there's any chance uh, at all that Brendan will take this team down. I think if you bring in another manager, you never know. You don't know how the players respond. Yes, you've got we've got enough talent to not be in it, but you never know what that brings. And it's that I would I'm in a position of better the devil you know for me at the moment. So I would I would take a little bit more time. I'm encouraged that he's coming out and finally seems to be recognising some of the faults. He seems to have yeah. had his head in the sand uh, up to now, but now he, he's coming out, whether he, feel, he feels he needs to because he's under pressure. Um, but for me, there were a lot of good things in that Villa game in terms of going forward. You know, we, we should have had the game finished at half-time, to be honest, if we'd have... Uh, taken our chances or, or made the most of the opportunities we had, uh, but then it came to back to biters. So for me, I'm a I'm a, I'm a stick with what you've got at the moment. I I, w- I would agree with that. I mean, certainly review it at the end of the season, um, but who could come in and do 
any better job. And like you say, you know, you can you can change managers all too 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 often and too quickly. And you know, you bring another manager in, mm. he's not got the players that he wants, he's not going to be able to bring a, a load in, in January, and then he's got players that might not fit in with the way he wants to play. So you actually end end up after that initial bounce of being worse off. And I also think as well, it's kind of we've had two very, very, very good seasons. It's almost like a reality check season, mm. if you it's like. It's like a leveling and, out. Mm. Yes, yeah. Mm. Another other t- you know, where we've had that, it's been let, you know, whenever you talk about who might break into the top four, they've only been talking about Leicester. Now mm. you've got Arsenal coming back, Spurs with, you know, have got a decent manager at last. They, they could, you know, could well end up in the top six again. You've, you know, you've got West Ham. Uh, so there's, there's more competition out there. And, We've got to, I mean, I get annoyed as, as Craig will tell you, you know, some of the tactics and some of the ways we play. But it, you know, when you take your, 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 your blue tinted spectacles off, you've got to say it's it's mm. a process. And I know I sound like an Arsenal fan now, but it is, it's a plan that he's got mm. to bring the youth through. And, you know, people say, oh, let's get rid of this manager, let's get rid mm. of this one. Who's going to come in? You know, we you know you're not going to get necessarily Mancini or, or, or a big name because we're not a big club still, if mm-hmm. we're no. honest. And you, you genuinely know, worried and... about relegation, Craig? You were sort of mentioning he's not. He's no, not going to uh, no. Him. As I say, with, with with Brendan in charge, I don't think we're with no. in, in any danger. The danger would be if we made a change, brought someone in uh, who totally decided to change, didn't like certain players, and then. It causes all kind of uh, uncertainty in the ranks. Um, so I don't. I don't think there's any benefit in terms of where we are, and and the the, the realistic levels of what we can achieve. I don't see there's any benefit at all in changing the manager at the moment. No, no, I, w- I would agree. David, good evening, sir. How the devil are you? Uh, all to play for, no matter who you are. It is. I, I think. I think even Legia can sort of qualify yeah. for for something. You know, it's it's going to be in from a neutral point of view. It, it's probably the the best group to watch. Mm-hmm. Terry, good evening. How are you and the dog? Uh, I'm not being rude to his missus. It is his dog. He has got a dog. He always goes barking when uh, when we come on. Uh, well, just as strongly in as strongly I think been indicated, he's changing the system now and going back to man for man marking. Ale bloody Louia. That's all I can say to that if he is. Good evening, Scott. Thanks for popping in. How are you, sir? Um, I hope you're all well. Madison, Anacho, and Dacker in the front three. Obviously, Madison in his cam role, and we will stand a chance. Um, Steve Reynolds. Good evening, Steve. How are you? Serie A first and Europa second. We'll take a win, but if not, I, I guess you may be a, um, a, a Napoli fan there. And a full uh, of as well, yeah. Nice, yeah. Most definitely. Scott, unsure what formation I'd play. Um, TM, Spurs are more interested in the Premier. Uh, Andrew said, I'd be happy with a good performance against the dog and duck. Um, <laughs> Scott, massively disappointed if we don't get first in the group and need to go with positive football on Thursday. Go for. I mean, we've, you've got to go for the win, haven't you? Yeah, I, I, I think so. I think, as I say, you know, if you go down all guns blazing, you go down. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the state of the way this season is sort of branching out uh, or playing out, 
you know, even getting into the top six or seven is going to be a stretch forward. So mm. I think in some ways I'm, I'm almost tempering the fact that even if we did, you know, disappointingly drop down into the conference, it may still be our best hope of getting back into the Europa League for next year. So the fact that we are still in European football should be, uh, you know, a, a boost to the team. You know, as I say, and if you look at it in those terms, which is our best route back into European football next year, mm-hmm. this cup and the conference are our best opportunities. Mm. I mean, Amelia, I want, I want to ask you that if we've got to try and get the first goal, and that's easier said than done for Leicester, but if we do, are Napoli the sort of fans that will get on the back of the team? Will they put the you know the, the players under pressure? They've got then got to come out and go for it, and I'm sure we will concede. But they might give us opportunities at the back. What sort of crowd? You know, are, are they that sort of crowd that they will get on the back of the players? Um, if it was a you know Premier you know Champions League game, yes. If it was an all all, all to play for, then in here I think they'll be sympathetic of the the injury situation at the club. I think they're. Their dream is to win Serie A. You know, it's been long in a way to what over thirty years since we lost one a Serie A trophy. So um, yeah. that's got to be the priority. The problem is they've dropped a bit of form. Inter have now started to push back up. Juventus, nice to see them struggling, but they're slowly sniffing their way back in as well, picking up on the quiet side a couple of wins here and there. So you know what was you know running away with top you know with Milan at the top. Now they're back in the third place because of that inconsistent form. So. I think I think the fans will maybe to your point, Greg. As long as they give it a good shot, don't get humiliated, do their best, at least try to play for the for the shirt and badges. I'm sure they will do. Then I think yeah. the fans will be sympathetic if they don't if they don't win the game on Thursday night. But it's it's not it's as much as we'd like. I'd like to see the club winning a trophy. I think there's other priorities. There. Is that elusive Serie A trophy? That's got to be their priority. And Cor- correct me if I'm wrong, Emilio. But is this the first season that they've played with the? The stadium renamed after Maradona. Yeah, yeah. So there would be a certain poetic justice, wouldn't they, if they yeah, won it this season yeah. when yeah, it was? I, I assume it was Maradona. Yeah, was Maradona I remember there last time years ago, they won it. when I went. You know, I didn't see him playing league games. But when I was there in the summer, I used to go back home. To, you know, when, my, when holiday, I was born here, but when I, my dad was from near Naples, and we used to go there in summer holidays for about six, seven weeks. I used to go and see the pre-season friendlies just before the beginning of the season in September. So I saw him play a few matches in, yeah. you know, 80,000 capacity same for a pre-season friendly. Incredible. So, um, you know, the fans are passionate. They like to win trophies. We've won a few domestic trophies over the years, but it's it's that Serie A. It's, it's there within touching distance. You can smell it. it it's possible. And they've got so close in the last few years and it's, you know, that's got to be their priority. But if they can win a trophy on the side, then fantastic. But I think the fans will be sympathetic to the cause and they'll be grateful the fact that we're we're sniffing for a Serie A trophy. And that, that's a key thing for me. I think the fans, I think we'll, we'll, we'll take what comes as long as they don't get humiliated. I mean, Craig, we just need to play for 90 minutes, don't we? We've, I don't think we've really managed that all season. <laughs> we are, we are, we are a team of one half. Yes. You know, <laughs> yes. it's um, you know whether it's the first half or the second half, but we we rarely, I, I can't remember as this season stringing two decent halves mm. together, and that's the frustrating thing. If we were consistently awful, you know, there would be this almost gallows humour. We mm. would be accepting, mm. you know, that we're not very good. The fact are, we can be fantastic. You know, as I say, that first what twenty minutes, I think. Villa didn't know what to hit them. We 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 sort of mm-hmm. came at them. We were playing all of the football, so it's there. Mm-hmm. It's just that confidence sapping 
um, letting silly goals in, you know, and, and I think Ken and Jewsby Hall came out and said it uh, in his interview. It, it, it affects the confidence mm. when you when you concede again because you know how hard it is to score in the Premier League or in, in any top flight mm. competition. So to almost go onto the field knowing that you're going to have to score two to win, you know, it puts a lot of strain on them. But we definitely have the talent in the squad. We just need to string it together over two halves. I think the classic comment for me of 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 the whole season so far was the the uh, the Sky commentator at the weekend saying just just as um just as they'd got a uh, Villa had got a corner he literally said sometimes getting a corner against Leicester City is as good as getting a goal and <laughs> the words hadn't finished coming out of his mouth and Aston Villa <laughs> put the ball in the net yeah. um is it is it time for Ward, do you think, gives Michael a break? A lot of people are calling for that, Dirk Craig. They are calling for it, but I don't... You know, I think when it's a situation like that, I think you forget of all the fantastic saves that he does make. Mm. He made a brilliant save in that game as well, but people forget that. You know, he's he's not as commanding in his area as he probably should be. He's not the biggest one for a keeper, but there's nothing to say that Danny Ward's any better at commanding his area. I don't yeah. think we've seen that. I don't think many people have watched enough Wales games to know that he's a commanding yeah. keeper. He's a decent shot stopper. When we see him play in the uh, Carabao Cup, he's good at penalties and that. But for me, I think I think it's starting to come down to individual responsibility of players. If Brendan had come out and said, we knew what Conser did, somebody had a job to yeah. mark him and stay close to him and they didn't do it. There's There's very little you can do if that's the case. I can see him going back to a back five, to be honest. And uh, because I think he has to get to a position where he goes back to the two up front and get uh, Ian Acho back up. Um, and the only way he can do that really is, is by switching formation and going to a back five. Now, a lot of people say they, they don't particularly like Vestergaard, which I understand, but he does bring some added height. And if you're going to go to a, to a back three, then you'd probably stick him in the middle as well. So, I think he's got a lot of questions over the next couple of games. It'll be interesting to see how he lines up in both this game and the Newcastle game. For, it's probably not going to shock anybody out here, but we're being linked with another Southampton defender. <laughs> Who now? A loose, a loose here or somebody? Oh, he, um, no, he's a midfielder. He's, he's a wide player. He's not oh, it said it's, I, it said defense defender on the uh, yeah. on on the website I looked it's, at. Uh, Elianusi. I think the thing is, I think he had him at, at Celtic. I, I think that's just paper talk, to be honest. Yeah, Emilio, you you know you're saying you you've got injuries there. Um, who who can you see being a threat to Leicester? Yeah, good question. I said if you look at you know Osman was. One of the informed strikers mm. in the world about two months ago. When yes, yeah, you know, he's, he's got an injury at the moment. You know, Insigne, you know, tried and tested the club. He's been there for what since a child, you know, since childhood, and he's got an injury as well. So you know, you've got proven. So you've got Mertens, who's still no mug. You know him mm-hmm. and um, Vardy are very similar. You know, they they've been around the blocks. You know, they've scored lots of goals for their clubs. You know, they that's where the goals are going to come from. If Mertens can can pick up some of his historic form. But, you know, that's where that's where it's going to come from. It's going to go from, you know, Merton's goals. I think we've also got Politano, you know, who's, who's playing, who's playing, having a pretty good season. We've got Lozano as the other player on the, on the wings. We've got some good attacking midfielders. Zielinski is always, he's always sniffing. He's always, he's, he sort of comes in and out of games. You know, he's probably one where 
some, something can happen through him. And but it's it's I worry that we've got that that spine of the team out, especially defensively. You know, you've seen you've seen their statistics. We're conceding goals a bit too frequently at the moment. So it's you know if we've got to we're going to concede one, we have to find a way of scoring two goals, and that's that's why I worry. I don't know if we've got enough. Oh, enough. I wouldn't worry against Leicester, to be honest. I don't know. I don't know. Really um, wouldn't. Obviously, <laughs> Politano and Zielinski, I think, are going to be quite, you know, going to be quite influential. And if they can provide supply to Mertens, then clearly we've got opportunities to score a goal or two. But it's we'll have to score two goals to go through. And I think that's a minimum. And that, that's yeah. my worry at the moment. I, I think we could probably say the same. But, I mean, you know, if you look at the team sheet when it's announced on Thursday, an hour before the game... Who would you be more scared of seeing on the pitch? Jamie Vardy, who, you know, he's getting on a bit now. You know, he's still second, you know, in the goal-scoring charts. Or or Pat Sandako, who put four away in one game in 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 this group. Um, either to be honest, I think it's, it's it's about pace. I think if you can, if you Vardy with his pace, I think will can will hurt our defence. I think that's going. I think. Mm. I think tactically Rogers will probably play safety option there, to be honest. You know, he's you know, quick. He, you know, our defense isn't as stable as it was a couple of months ago. We've got a key, couple of key, key injuries. So that's where he'll, you know, Brendan Rogers will play to his strengths, in my opinion. I don't think he'll change it. I think mm. he will be more up for it than we are. And I think, but you've got less to do. You've, you mustn't lose, whereas we, we have to win. Uh, that's a key dynamic here. So yeah. you've got Madison. If Madison's, you know, no doubt will start the game on, on, on Thursday night. So, and he's and Ian Acho as well. Them two are for me are the, the the two players I worry about. Craig, I forgot your name then for a minute. Craig, um, there's so many of us. There is, there is. Uh, yeah, I have so many nicknames for you as well. You know? um, <laughs> we didn't see, <laughs> we didn't see um, Vardy start at the weekend, which kind of made me think he may be starting in for this. I I, th- I think he will, and I think he'll keep uh, Daka on uh, on reserve if he needs to bring him on. I think and and really go for it and uh, and push him back. The problem is, you know, if if Napoli get ahead and then sit back on a lead, there's there's no space in behind, which is where Daka and and Vardy like to play. You know, the um, the bad news, uh, Emilio, oh, is um, that if uh, if he doesn't play Vardy, then Dakar is even quicker mm. than Vardy. So, if either of those play, yeah, they're going to put your back four under a lot of pressure in yeah. terms of pace and playing in behind, which means that I would think you know they they may not particularly play a high line. I don't know if they play with a high line generally. I don't think um, that would help. To be honest, if mm. you're playing with a high line, it definitely gives us an opportunity to get in behind. Uh, and particularly if Madison's playing, who can sort of thread some passes through. I think we've got enough firepower. You know, it's as we've already said, it's keeping them out at the other end that's a problem. But I, I really like Mertens. I think he's a clever player. Yeah, you know, I think the key thing here is all about, you know, if, we, if Napoli have the right attitude and want to take a couple of risks, they'll, they'll be pressing high. You know, they they like to play an attacking brand of football, but you'll probably do probably be not sitting back, but you'll be looking to. Force those mistakes in central midfield and start and use your pace. You know, you know typical, yeah. you know, Brendan Rodgers style of play. And that's why I think you'll see a lot of that. You probably see possession quite high in Napoli. Mm-hmm. Play patient, build up football, try to press mm-hmm. where we can, try to you know try to create a few set pieces, corners, and so forth. But mm-hmm. you'll probably be praying for those mistakes, loose balls, and then try to take advantage from that. So it's it's going to be an intriguing intriguing game. It could go either way, but it's you know the dynamics is 
and Napoli have to win and you know draw is enough for you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, good evening to Rich here from Rich Sports. Um, we must be very happy. Man United fan. He's got Wreck-It Ralph in charge, no. and it looks like he's uh, he's uh, got things in hand straight away. <laughs> Craig, we said there, you know, we only need a draw, but that that scares me. If Brendan goes out thinking, yeah, a draw will do us, let's play for the draw, we're just going to get hammered, aren't we? I, I don't I don't think we'd get hammered, to be honest, but I don't think we're capable of playing for a draw. Exactly. Um, I think that's the yeah. truth of the matter at the moment. Um, we always look better when we're on the front foot. You know, mm. I, I would like to see Brendan just play a little bit more... Um, Free flowing and 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 you know and play almost in that in that almost lead style that they did last season. Mm. I don't think we work hard enough. I don't think we run enough to be able to play that. But in that sort of we'll score more than you kind mm. of scenario, because all our you know all our talent is up front. To be honest, um, so we're quite capable of scoring goals. I think we just need to be a little bit more composed pick the right option and uh, and not snatch it chances. We, As I say, in Villa, we could have easily had four or five goals there. And I don't think that's an exaggeration um, with the, making the right choices. So, yeah, I, I don't think there's any way that Brendan can send the team out to try and get a draw. Brookline says there, Craig, uh, Perez in the number 10 role behind Vardy and Nacho. Um, I, I'm sorry, Brookline... You know, you could say we haven't lost with uh, with IOZ in the team this 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 year. I don't know, but um, it's got to be Madison, hasn't it, uh, Craig? I think so. But you know, I, in in many ways, there's there's room for both as well. If he goes to if he goes for a back five, mm. then you've got three, and with Wilf in front, and you're you're getting your width from your wing backs. You don't necessarily need Barnes, and you don't necessarily need Lookman. You know, you can mm. play one one of them. You know more in field. I mean, Lookman's been playing quite a lot in field anyway. He prefers mm. to be on the left, and when he's played on the right, you see him naturally come in field a hell of a lot. He's not playing as an out-and-out winger. So if so, that playing with the five would enable him to put maybe two creatives in front of uh, Indeedy to unlock the door and have two strikers in front of them. Emilio, what what formation do you think? Um... Napoli going to go for probably a four-five-one. To be honest, I think they'll probably play the you know play you know the two wide men. That's how they like to play. To be honest, I think you know Osman's been a big blow for us, but Merton's you know, the record goal scorer at the club, so he mm-hmm. he knows the back of them. A bit like Vardy, you know, you give him half a chance. Yeah. You know, he's still he's still got that you know that quality in that six-yard box in particular. It's about yeah. I think it's trying to break through your back line. I think you're going to probably play back five. I think Craig. I think you were alluding to it earlier. It wouldn't surprise me. You'll mm-hmm. you'll keep it tight in the back. Try to force a mistake and actually frustrate Napoli. I think that's what mm-hmm. I think. If you start to frustrate the team, the team then starts to, you know, the fans may slightly turn. You know, you might, you know, possession. Well, that's what Napoli are playing with. They play, they play a good round of football. They like to keep the ball, try to make something happen. Mm-hmm. And um, but if you start to frustrate them, start to up, you know, start to create a few niggling fouls and all that, that will that will frustrate the players. Mm-hmm. And then if you score, if you take the lead, that's why I don't think we're good enough to sort of come back from a goal deficit mm-hmm. to win the game. That's that's my concern. So it's about. Keeping it tight. Well, I think the first half an hour may actually be quite tight. You know, I know we all say there's lots of goals in this game, but don't be surprised. It's going to be quite cagey. First 30 mm-hmm. minutes or so, who's going to get their noses in front? You know, who's going to, who's willing to make that, take that risk? Don't be surprised it goes to half time nil nil and, and you then left with a 45 minute sudden death. So it's, it, it has a, it has a makings of that as well. But again, it's 
who makes the fewest mistakes? Sounds obvious, sounds a bit corny, yeah. but it's, if you can frustrate Napoli, then then that's where you're going to have a chance to, to yeah. get the breakthrough. But it's, it's, I think it's a bit like a mini cup final, isn't it? Really? <laughs> it's, yes. You know, but it's, great, uh, great. it can go either way. I'd like to see the club do well, but not at the expense of, you know, winning that Serie A. So that's yeah. my Yeah. I mean, Craig, would it be, you know, would it be better if we went into this game having to win? You know, like I say, literally a sudden death. But we know, we know that whatever happens, we're going to have some form of European football, even if it's the Conference League. Mm. And like I say, me as a Leicester fan, I wouldn't be disappointed with that. Mm. But if we, if it was an all or nothing game, would that not sort of? No, I, I I think you I think you lessen your options in a game if you know you have to come out and win because if you if you if you come out to win. And you concede a goal, you have very little option other than to really open yourself up and go for it, and then you you're yeah. in danger of conceding. I mean, I think it's always better to have a fallback position. The fallback position is is that you take the draw if you can get yourself ahead. So, I think I, I know what you're saying in terms of it, it becomes clear cut that you have to go out and win. I think because there's so many different scenarios in this. Uh, and the fact that we have, regardless of what happens, we've got European football next. I don't think it comes into that equation of all guns blazing and go out for it. Um, yeah. So I think Brendan will be quite happy that he's in a position where he can try and manage the game. And he knows that if it doesn't work, you know, we're still in Europe. Quick, Scott says here, um, and it's actually literally picked my my next question up here. If you're saying go five at the back, and I I I, I see where you're coming from with that, do you go as a five-three-two or a five-four-one or or what? what for for what me, it's for? more of it's more of a back three with, with mm. wing backs, and the wing backs giving you the giving you the width by not playing Barnes and Luckman. Uh, I don't think yeah. Barnes did anything to suggest that he, he he's worthy of a start. He's as I said before the game against Villa in our preview, I said that he does not make intelligent runs off the ball. The number of times that we broke down that left hand side and you could see that Thomas was just wanting him to look as if he was going to run in behind because there was space between the fullback and the center half. But he didn't he held the touchline he wanted it to fleet the whole time. He's not showing that intelligence for me. And so, therefore, he's easier to mark out the game. I would prefer us to have a sort of uh, triumvirate of three creative midfield players in there who can go wide if needs to, but can come inside and play and create space for wing-backs. Yeah. Emilio, um, Andrew says that hopefully the fans will behave themselves this time. Is it going to be, a, I mean, like you say, or is it just going to be a fact that your fans turn up and go, well, you know, what, what, what will be will be? Or, you know, or, or, have you got, I don't know, I mean, have you got that sort of ultra group within within the fan base at Napoli? Yeah, no, there's obviously that hardcore, the hardcore team, you know, supporters of the club, you know, but they're you know, more... Grounded supporters are more sort of the ones who go week in, week out, but you know, more more realistic in ambitions and expectations of the club, like you know, like myself. You know, I think you know, yeah. they'll, they'll as long as they perform well. I think to Craig, you make it's all about performance and attitude. Mm -hmm. If they do the right things, you know, and keep it, I think it's about keeping it tight. I know they've got to go out and win the game, but I, I, I still think Napoli will play a little bit cagely, don't push too hard, mm -hmm. try to make something happen, try to win a set piece. That's like, your point if you're conceded from set pieces. Mm -hmm. 
Balletti will know that, so he'll be praying on that. So trying to try to stretch yourselves defensively, let, you know, concede corners, concede a few, you know, free kicks in danger areas, and then we can make something happen. I don't think there's going to be too many risks. Here. You're not going to see a full-blooded FA Cup semi-final tie like you see at Liverpool, Man City. You know, it won't be that type of game. I think I think it'll actually be quite conservative. You might see a slightly different pattern of of play developing, yeah. and it's all about being like Italy against Northern Ireland, the Europe World Cup qualifier last month. Mm. Mancini had to go there and win. And no disrespect to Northern Ireland, the squad's good enough to go and beat Northern Ireland. But what did he do? He reverted back to playing Italian football tactics to keep it tight, try not to lose a game and try to make something happen. And you know, they now they have to go through the playoffs. So don't be surprised if we see that style of football tomorrow. I'm probably going to uh, upset Amelia here. And I don't like to sort of typecast uh, <laughs> countries and the, and the way they play, but r- rumours are, Craig, that Tom Daly's nipped over uh, to Naples <laughs> to give them uh, some diving tips. <laughs> I mean, I, I, allegedly, shall I say, allegedly. I think we might see a few Napoli players going down, though, tomorrow. Well, I mean, I think it's, it's interesting. And I think... I think the referee that you get in a European game is much more important than who you get in a domestic game, because yeah. you know they're either lenient or they let uh, or they clamp down on everything, and that can have a real impact on the game. Particularly if one where we need to try and match uh, Napoli's physicality, mm-hmm. and it's something that we've struggled with uh, in the past. So in many ways, we could probably do with someone who who uh, is less lenient and will will clamp down on anything and uh, we can play that game because when it comes to playing the tough guy, I don't think we've got any tough guys in our team at all at the moment. No. I'm going to let you go, Emilio, but thank you so much for for, for joining me. Before you go, two things. First of all, um, where can people find you on social media? Yeah, private ones, Teddy Nello, and then obviously I do a lot of the podcasts on at Cottage Talk, Fulham Podcast. do follow us there, please. So, thanks for the how, how are Fulham doing this season? Uh, very well, top of the league in the championship. You know, that's uh, mm. they're the top of the table clash against Bournemouth on Friday night, which they drew one-one. Good atmosphere yeah. in the ground against our former manager playing for you know managing Bournemouth. Yeah. So, yeah, good times ahead. Hopefully, uh, you, you can invite me back to your show next season when we'll hopefully play. We won't exchange, maybe you won't get relegated. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be honest with you, I, I, I would love that, but I, I would prefer you to come up as a second because I'd like Bournemouth to definitely come up because that's only down the road from me and it's a home game. So, <laughs> yeah, we're so far happy with the season so far, scoring goals, exciting football, and yeah. you know, we've got lots to look forward to. Good, good. And finally, a score prediction. Oh, clearly, I want the Napoli to win, but. Probably going to be one one. I think I don't think we don't think Napoli will have enough to win. But you know, hopefully, I'm proved wrong. One yeah. one for me. Well, again, thank you so much for for coming on. It's great to have a an opposition fan when we play when we're playing in Europe. Thank and you. would be would be great to see Fulham. All, all joking aside, would be great to see Fulham back in the okay. uh, in the Premier League next season. So good luck uh, with the rest of the season in the Championship. Nice. Thanks for having me on. Take care, Craig. Nice to meet you. Cheers, Emilio. Cheers, Emilio. Take, Take care. Cheers. Bye-bye. 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 Yep, made the best team win as long as it's Leicester, eh, Craig? Yeah, I was going to say as long as they're playing in blue, but they play in blue at home. So that they, I'm going to say, yeah, you've got to be careful what you say. But we're going to be back straight after this, and this is what is coming up later.
At nine o'clock, it's a double header tonight. Our last X on the pitch before Christmas. And as a bit of fun, we'll be going down the 20 Premier League teams um, saying who's had a good season, who's had a bad season, who's ex exceeded expectations, who hasn't. So um, a, a little bit of fun coming up later on at nine o'clock. Um, do you go two up front for this one, Craig? Um I'm not sure he will, to be honest. I, mm. I think we need to try that. I, I would like to see us doing that against Newcastle. I think, um, obviously, I'm, I'm not available for the for, for the Newcastle preview. So, just yeah. to, to quickly touch on that, I think we need to get back to that. Uh, I know Brenda's come out and said Inacho doesn't fit in the formation that he's playing at the moment. But we had a really good run last season when he stumbled upon that two up yeah. front uh, and it worked very well. So, um, I, I think he needs to try that again. I think I think five at the back, you know, with wing backs was working really well for us in, in that formation. But then we had we tried it against Chelsea, and because it didn't it didn't go well, it sort of seems to have been thrown out again. And most mm -hmm. of the fans were saying it didn't work. Yeah, it didn't work because you were up against a team that does that better. You know, Chelsea play that system; they just did it better than we did on the day. Doesn't mean that it's not a system that can uh, bring rewards if you get it right. And uh, and it may be an opportunity to do that and bring a bit more um, stability into that back line. Um, let's just go through a, a, a few comments here. Uh, Michael, good evening. How are you? Um, David, I should say. I, I, I normally get that right. Um, Brookline says here, good evening, Brookline, Spanish TV channel here, was laughing that Barnes and Madison won't pass to each other. Can't say, have you noticed that? Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, there was, uh, in the Villa game, there was opportunities where both of them should have passed to the other one and we would have probably had uh, a couple more goals, but they didn't. They went for goals when they, when they shouldn't. I mean, the best mm. teams... You know, the, the teams that are playing confident football, they don't care who scores. You know, they just make sure that the team scores. You know, how many times have you seen Barcelona just square a pass when they could have easily taken on the shot? I think we could have had two, if not three, clear-cut chances that I can think of where those two didn't pass to each other. Is it, I'm going to play devil's advocate here, Craig, because... Um, you do it so well, Chris. So. I do. I do. I have plenty of practice. <laughs> and I, I've not been, I've only obviously only been to one live game this season, which was Southampton. But the number of times when you see a player, and I think it's sort of, you, you know, you buggered if you do, you buggered if you don't. But as, as a player, and I was watching it in the Southampton game, that they got into a position where they could have a shot mm -hmm. and they decided not to, they decided to pass it and the chance went. And I yeah. suppose either way, you, you know, like I say, bugger if you do, bugger if you don't. Yeah, it comes down to the fact that it ended in a goal. <laughs> and if it doesn't, your decision yeah. was wrong. <laughs> and that's it. But I think there was at least two opportunities there that um, that they should have picked out the pass. Um, as a player, you know when there's a, there's a chance to score and when somebody's in a better position. Or you should do at this um, uh, at this level. And they've got to do that. You know, they've got to be ruthless. Knowing what's going on behind at the moment, you've got to take every chance that comes along. So it was disappointing for me, and I was sort of screaming at the TV a little bit. Yeah. You're going to have to explain that one, Brad. You're praying for second place. 
I don't understand why. Maybe, that was be... maybe he's fancying the chances of us playing Barcelona or uh, or Inter or somebody like that. There's the, or Dortmund. There's every chance that all three of those are going to be coming down to the uh, to the Europa League. Maybe he he fancies the chances of us pulling one of the uh, one of the big boys. Well, I think I know what you mean when you say that. But um, just to quickly sideline for a minute here, because. Um, last night, Everton played Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, a certain Mr. Gray got a goal at, at, at the end. Um, yeah. A couple of comments here, David. I looked at Damari Gray move yesterday and wonder just how much quicker he seems than Barnes at the minute. That inside move Gray made to take the shot, I just don't see Barnes doing that. Um, and Brookline here, what a Damari Gray goal versus Arsenal. Nice talent evaluation, Brendan. I mean, I've just got to say myself... And I was a big Damari Gray fan, uh, but I don't think he he ever proved it on a regular basis for Leicester. And I don't think you can say he had one good move and scored one good goal, and oh, we shouldn't have let him go. I, know, can't, he... I, I can't remember there being a deluge of people saying, please don't let him go. No. At the time. You know, no. everyone's an expert in hindsight. I mean, the argument you could make is that he looks more comfortable playing off the left mm. than on the right, uh, whereas he tended to play nearly every game for us on the right-hand side, he did. which yeah. means he doesn't have that opportunity to cut inside. And on the point about Barnes, I think Barnes is becoming a little bit predictable at the moment, mm. uh, and he needs to get that out of, his, uh, out of his game. He needs to develop his game. He's got to take it to the next level. Now, Brendan has already alluded to that, um, so he's clearly seeing the same thing that, that Barnes needs to develop over the next couple of years because if you know what he's going to do, he's always going to he's going to look to jink in on these right foot, but he doesn't necessarily do it at pace. Um, so that's what he needs to work on. He needs to just be more creative off the ball. It, it, so many of our, our our attacks sort of just ground to a halt because you lose the momentum when you're steaming forward. You're breaking away. And then you've got someone who really wants the ball to feet uh, rather than running in behind. Um, mm. So that, that so Barnes needs to work on that. But yeah, it was a great goal by uh, Damari yesterday. And just before that, you know, for the first goal, he, he did exactly the same thing uh, and clipped it off the bar. And Richarlison got the rebound for it. But maybe that's the thing. He didn't get his chance playing on the left-hand side. And by all accounts, you know, he wasn't, particularly uh, great behind the scenes either. So there's a lot of things that go into um, into a player's success at a club, and it's yeah. not always just about what goes on on the pitch. I'm just about to end the poll now um, with where will Leicester finish in the group? Third got 22%, second got 44%, and if you're any good at maths, you've worked out first got 33%. Mm. So uh, everybody's kind of thinking, oh, hell. and I can understand the, the thoughts in that because of mm. the way I was, I was, our season's gone, um, that we, we, we won't get what's needed. I mean, if you look at, I mean, these, these are our Napoli's results and it could go either way. I mean, we started mm. off with that 2-2. Yeah. You know, we were 2-0 up, which, you know, you could say was a surprise. It, it certainly surprised me then, mm. you know, this was Napoli. Yeah, the the powerhouse, you know, one of the big names of Italian football coming to little old Leicester. And here we were 2-0 up, but of course it didn't last. But 
I think we would have all have probably taken two 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 at the start of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, they then went and lost to Spartak Moscow, um, and we lost to <laughs> Ledger Warsaw. And we've sat there thinking after that, like, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. You know, um, we then managed to get Dak and letting us get four goals, otherwise we'd have been embarrassed at Moscow, but we won that 4-3, and they went and beat uh, Legia Warsaw 3-0. They then, they then hammered Legia 4-1 at their place, while we could only draw with Spartak Moscow. Um, then Spartak Moscow beat them <laughs> 2-1, and we beat Warsaw 3-1. I mean, take a pin and stick it in a in a board. Yeah, exactly. with a hold it could go anywhere. I'm trying yeah. to remember what, what what's the scenario, Chris, that makes us finish second. Is that a draw and then Oop, hang on what happens let's, in the other in the other one? Let me have a look, sir. I don't know whether it, it actually how it broke it down when I when yeah. I wrote it off earlier, but let me let me have a look. Let me have a look. Leicester. Here we go. So Leicester, oh, let me just get rid of that comment. Um, we'll come back to you in a second, Ant. Promise. Um, and my Wi-Fi here is going absolutely slow. Leicester will finish first if they win, or if both games are drawn. So Leicester will then finish yeah. second if they lose and the other game is drawn. Okay. Um, yeah, don't know whether that that gives a, a full. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not sure who's at home in the other one. Whether it's Moscow or uh, uh, Warsaw or at home. I was hoping it was in Moscow because it'd be yeah. a bit colder. But I mean, what's what's the best result for Leicester? Uh, so in Moscow, where well, sorry, when Warsaw hosts Moscow, do you think? Um. Well, I think I think we need them to draw, don't we? Because then, even if we yeah. lose, we finish we finish second. Um. I mean, the thing is, you know, if we, if we finish second, we've got an extra game, essentially, haven't we? We've got yes. an extra, extra game that could be against a huge giant of European football. And uh, I, I don't think we're in it. I, I think it, it comes down to what sort of fan you are and yeah. what your expectations are. Because if, if you look at it in a positive light, we're in a no-lose situation. Whatever happens, we're going to be going into um, continued European football. And if you looked at the conference as a mini league of, okay, I don't know how many games you would have to to win to win that conference. If you took that into a league, let's say you've got to win six games. If we said, right, we've got to win our last six games to get into a Europa League place in the league, then you'd be quite excited about having six games to win the conference to get into the Europa League. It's the same result at the end of it. So I think it's all about having a, a mindset. Uh, and that's where I'm trying to put myself in at the moment, yeah. is that even if we go down to the conference, we are five or six games away from being back in the Europa League next season. If I give you the choice now, thinking, Chris. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to work that out in my head. Mm. As a fact, if I give you the choice now, and I said, okay, Craig, here we go. Uh, there, there could be a couple of big names coming down from the uh, the Champions League. That's the thing. Yeah. If I give you now, you can have a home and away yeah. against. But if we finish second, yeah, and we and we therefore have say we draw, like you say, let's say we we draw Barcelona. 
would you sooner have a home and away against a Barcelona and a possible exit, um, which it possibly would, I think we could say, you know, <laughs> we certainly would be, or would you sooner not have those glamorize and go straight into the last 16? Um, to be honest, I, I wouldn't mind getting Barcelona because I honestly think that we could do them over two legs because I don't think they are anywhere near the power that they were before. No. Um, but I, ideally, I think you, you want to win this game against Napoli and you want to be in in the next round of the Europa League because the way things are, you don't need more games, you know. So whoever it is, we don't need an extra game in our season if we can avoid it. No, I think I think that's the thing. Let's just go through some last comments now. Um, where are we here? It's been, there's been quite a few coming in tonight. Um, Terry says Barnes and Madison should take tips from Evans, Cags, and Casper. They're brilliant at passing the ball to each yeah. other. I mean, I must admit that's why when I see that how many passes the team strung together, I tend to ignore that now because most of those are say across the back. Um, Scott uh, Demari Gray, as Craig stated, played more on the right. Maybe we should have kept Gray and switched Barnes and Gray on the wings. Uh, both could have been better for the club. And good evening, Ant. How the devil are you, sir? Um, this uh, Ant's Leicester fan channel. Get over there and give him a sub and follow him. It's a great channel. Um, this week will either be the end of Brendan or the start of the turnaround. I don't know about this week. I think this month is quite a defining month. And um, that's what I wrote as a, don't forget, BBC um, Leicester City homepage, my Tuesday talking point, says December is the month that will define our season. Um, I don't think Brendan will go whatever, to be honest with you. I think, you know, unless we're in real, real danger, you know, I think you stick with your manager till the end of the year. Um, do, 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 do. Although Scott says, agree with you. I think if Brendan gets the results needed against Napoli and Newcastle, we've had a defensive performance and he could save himself. But if nothing changes, I fear for him. If he goes, then who would we get in that would be better? Who would come to Leicester? You know, and you've got to remember, we, we are Leicester fans and we think we're wonderful. Um, and and would Claudio have come to Leicester had he not been where he was without of a job and, and just struggling as the Greek national coach? You know, it, it's we're not Man United. We can't attract, I don't think, Craig, I don't know about you, the big name. Um, I don't think so, not at the moment. I think we need, we need consecutive... Um, Seasons oh, of European football um, uh, for us to be even considered that. I think there, there's a great setup at Leicester. It's a great opportunity for someone who wants to come in uh, with a project and and see it through. Uh, I'm not sure that's what a lot of the top managers want now. Um, mm. At the end of it, out of all the managers that are out there, and, and their ability, you would probably say Brendan Rodgers is about the best manager Leicester could get. And we've already got him. Mm. So, uh, I mean, I, I think if if we were still in Cloud, Claude Puel uh, land, we would be clamouring to go and get Brendan out of Celtic again. We would be in exactly the same thing. I think sometimes we're very qu quick to throw people to one side. Uh, without giving them the chance of turning things around. You know, yeah. we seem to be more 
happy to allow players more time to recover form than we are managers. Mm. Uh, and for me, uh, unless we are in any danger of going down, I think you stick with him. I mean, this is the this is the question. Let's say Conte hadn't gone to Tottenham, mm-hmm. and the Man United job was was there, the Tottenham job was there, and the Leicester job was there. He wouldn't. No way would he have come to Leicester, would he? No, not at you know? all. And and this is the point we're saying. You know, get rid of him, and but you know, and I'm I'm not happy with him. As you, no, as I'm you not know, either. From, you know, when you I, watch, I, I've these, criticised him enough. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but there comes a point when you're saying get rid of him. Uh, I mean, Myla, you're more than welcome here, Watford fan. Um, of course, you're welcome. Um, Terry says here though, have Claudio back? A fan suggested yesterday. No, you know because we know Claudio, and if you look at his history, he can't do it past two seasons. When it's interesting. You know, I I looked at um, that Villa game and I looked at some of the stats and and I we are all frustrated as hell at our defence at the moment and the fact that we cannot keep a clean sheet and we cannot um, seem to defend from set pieces. I think a lot of that is that they're not particularly getting great protection from in front of them either. I, I know this take the set pieces out of it. That's where a lot of goals are coming from. So fair enough. But in open play, I think we're giving up too many chances, and I don't think they're getting the protection. I don't think Wilf's at the same level uh, as he has been in previous seasons. I don't think either of the wingers. If you're going to play wingers, they need to be able to work backwards as well. And I don't think Barnes offers anything or Luckman, to be honest, in terms of protecting their fullbacks. So I, I, I did look about. Our strength is going forward at the moment and in terms of chances created. And if we start turning some of those around, it was the same at Southampton. We had that great chance with Vardy. Should have scored. Didn't. You can't blame Brendan for that. Mm. For the, I, I looked at the Villa game and a couple of weeks before that, uh, Villa played Man City at home. And the stats were quite interesting. Um, so for the... We had 16 shots against Villa. Man City had 17. Um, We had seven shots on target, exactly the same as Man City had against them. So we're creating chances. We have a very good team going forward. What we don't have is a strong enough defence and a little bit of grit and determination. I mean, I I picked as the one to watch uh, before the Villa game as John McGinn. And you saw him right yeah. at the end of the game throwing himself into two or three challenges and then chasing the ball, not knowing that the, the whistle had gone, or maybe he did. But we we lack that grit. But when you talk about that, that we're matching Manchester City going forward in terms of chances created, shots on goal, then we're doing something right. We just need to get the balance and tighten up. Yeah. Uh, Myla, don't forget to subscribe if you're liking what you're seeing. Give us a subscribe and you can uh, come back as often as you would like. Um, I like Watford. I've got to be honest with you. I think you change your managers more often than I than Craig changes his underwear, but um, <laughs> you're always welcome. Um, Ant says, and it's obviously Ant, as you've seen for the last couple of um, posts, isn't the biggest um, <laughs> uh, Brendan fan at the moment. Um, mm. There are enough managers out there. I hear what you're saying. We won't get a Conte or a Zidane. 
but a Gasparini or Ten Hag, although Ten Hag is wanted by Man United. So mm. even a Potter, I mean, what has Graham Potter done that makes him a better manager than um, Brendan Rodgers? You know, I mean, Chris, I, I, just before um, uh, Villa played um, Man City, they played Brighton in their first uh, first game, I think, for Gerrard. They yeah. had a total of two shots on target during that game, yeah, uh, and six in total. So he may keep keep things tight at the back, but he hasn't got it going forward either. So, mm. you know, it's it's we all want the manager who can have a really tight. Uh, defence, but still plays attractive forward going forward and creating chances. Those managers are few and far between. They, they, they are. And like I say, I'm just not... I don't get at this point the um, the clamour for Potter. I really, really don't. And I mean, I, I, I said um, I, I said uh, uh, before the game against Villa, it's almost like the pupil versus the master. But yeah. because Gerard won that one game, 2-1, um, that doesn't make him a better manager. And we shouldn't be scrambling for, for getting him in, let's say. It's the same with Damari Gray. Two good games to Everton. Yeah, exactly. doesn't mean it was a bad decision to let him go. So, um, David says here, can you tell me what to, to expect from Evans? Uh, do we expect Evans to do for us? Even if he isn't our captain, why can't we see some initiative from him for a change? Too much standing on the ball and pointing for me. I think I think you could have written that, couldn't you, Craig? <laughs> exactly, is my my um, my weekly um, charge against Johnny Evans is for doing that. He doesn't move the ball quickly enough for me. And every team in the in the Premier League and around the world at a certain level, give them a few seconds and they get back into a shape very very quickly. Just mm. move the ball quicker, please. But again. Is that Brendan saying to him? And I, and I did see it a bit against Villa. There wasn't as much passing at the back, but no. if he's being told that we we play out from the back, and he's looking at that as a defender, and like I say, quite often, and Schmeichel's got this same problem. He's looking around for a defender, and he'll, he'll look for either Evans or Soyuncu, uh, Castagna, whoever. But they're already being marked, and so what does? What does he do with it, Evans? You know, even a you know a player, you know, with his experience, if if there's no movement for him and he don't kick it forward because he's he's being told not to. Um, it, it comes down to on-field intelligence, doesn't it? You need not just the man with the ball to have some intelligence. You need two other people to try and yeah. create space for one of them to get into space and to I, receive it. I think a lot of the time that's what we fail to do. To be honest, we don't with we you. don't move off the ball enough. No, no, you're quite right there. Uh, and says Brendan Rodgers has gone stale. It happens every club. His third season goes this direction. Just can't see him turning it around. Um, Scott says, "Ask me here if you was top or any of the board, and you're seeing the results and performances every game. Would you stick with Brendan? You've seen what they did to Claudio after the title-winning season. I'm going to answer that in in, in this way, Scott, and then um, Craig can either agree or, or disagree with me." When you look where we were in Claudio's second season, and the expectation then was even bigger than it is now, we're only looking at this after two top, you know, fifth place finishes. The the second season under Claudio, we were looking at following this on from the, um, you know, winning winning the actual Premier League itself. 
we were really flirting there with relegation. I'm not sure whether we actually got into um, the bottom three um, at 18th, but we were certainly, I think, 17th at one point under Claudio. And that's a big difference to being 10th, 11th, 12th, which we are at the moment. And when you look at the table, you know, we, we, we're, we're six points off seventh place. We're, we're nine points off. off. It's not... We're not that gap isn't appearing huge at the moment, is it, Craig? You know, it's still no. it's still catchable, and for me, that's why we stay with 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 with, um, with Brendan. Like you say, we bring somebody in. Yeah, we know we're going to maybe have a couple of a, a bit of a manager bounce, but he's still got the same players to work with. I don't think going out and buying many players in January helps because you're paying over the odds, and not all the best players are available. So to me, you stick with Brendan, review it at the end of the season by all means. Or if we drop down into 18th, then obviously that is going to be different. But for me, Craig, hmm. I, I, I don't see the benefit at this. This is this is as bad a season as it was the second one under Claudio. No, for me, it's it's um, it's not. As I said right at the start of the program, it's not worth the gamble because changing the manager is a gamble. Yeah. And I think there's a one of the similarities. I think there's big differences as well. When you look at Claudio, um, he didn't have the bigger squad and the quality and depth that Brendan has got to actually change things. So if he couldn't get what he needed out of that team, there wasn't a lot of options for him. No. I think what you've got with Brendan now, you've got a bigger squad. You've got players to come back. He's not suddenly become a bit a, a bad manager we've just lapsed into some really bad habits at the moment and we need to kick ourselves out of those. And it all it comes down to with any manager, it's can he get any more out of the players? Can he turn things around? And I think until we are flirting, I think the manager, uh, I think the manager is safe, to be honest. I, yeah. I think Let, let's not forget Claudio had his charm, but we know that, Brendan is an intelligent football man and he can make any situation, he can turn any situation to his benefit. I would imagine when he sits down with meetings with the board, he can probably wrap them around his finger in terms of how he's presenting the football club and how things that are going on on the training field, this, that and the, the other. Irish, the Irish. Yeah. And God knows what. So, I, I don't think we're at that point at the moment. I think we're getting ahead of ourselves of, again, the level of expectation that we've mm. got. We're having uh, a glitch at the moment. You know, mm. wouldn't everybody take fifth place now? It's funny how fifth mm. place wasn't good enough last season. And that's what I'm saying. It's about your level of expectation and what's come before. I think we just need to all just keep calm and, and see what the next... And uh, I think two points, yeah, two two points on, on that. That you know, I can remember when we signed Claudio, uh, an Italian um, statistician or whatever she was, came out and said, "You'll get two seasons out of Ranieri, then it all goes wrong." And if you look at his his, his history, that's basically had two good seasons. Was he came in, he had he, he had the team that he that was already there, so he didn't have to worry about buying players in, and then. 
an iffy season and then it all went downhill when he started bringing his own players in, which sounds sounds about right. Um, I, I just think we're, when you win something, as good as you are, you're also relying on other teams being bad. Mm-hmm. We know when we won the Premier League, yes, we deserved it. We had the, we, you know, we won, excuse me, we 10, 10 points clear. We deserved it over the whole season. We were the better team. But would a Man United, if they'd been on song and got a decent manager in and hadn't got um, the guy that fell over and like he'd been shot at the mm-hmm. side of the pitch, if Man City hadn't sat, the aforementioned Pellegrini there and announced it with 10 games or whatever it was to go, if Spurs didn't blow it up as they always do, if Chelsea had, had got a bit, you know, weren't changing managers. So there's all these things to take in. And we've, we expectation breeds expectation. I know I do. I say end up sounding like a top, you know, an ESL supporting uh, fan here that we deserve to be up in fifth. I I just think I, I don't know. It, it, it's maybe it, it is the reality check season. I've said this many mm-hmm. times. Maybe it is our, our reality check season. But it it's maybe. I mean, you look at Pellegrini there, he, he, mm. he's doing a good job now. West Ham fans couldn't wait to get rid of him. My point, you know? my point yeah, exactly. They couldn't yes. wait to get rid of him. Yes. Um, how many Man U fans have come out recently, because David Moyes is doing well, is saying Moyes should have had more time. However, mm. when Moyes was at the club at West Ham the first time round, they bombed him out. Yeah. It was only afterwards, and they had Pellegrini that they realise what they'd actually got. So sometimes you have got to be careful about what you wish for, and it is a matter of time. David Moyes has put that team together over a period of time, including a period of being away from the club when he got sacked, before he got brought back. Um, I mean, it's it's difficult. We're all all disappointed, and that's an understatement. Uh, of the mm. way that we keep conceding goals. We are. I just don't see a route to bring someone else in who will... Let's put it another way. Would you be happy now bringing in a manager who you knew had the potential to get us to eighth, best he could do eighth, or a manager who you know has the potential to get us fifth, fourth, if you just stick with it, because that's maybe what you've got, that you bring someone in who can stabilise it, mm. but he's never going to get that team any higher than just into the top half. No. And I think, going back to Pellegrini, you look at some of these managers, and I always, I've said this, you know, Mourinho, you know, he's living on past victories. You know, his style isn't as good or as successful as it used to be. But could he do it with a... With a Norwich or with you know with their you know budget and as I say with Pellegrini did very well at Man City when he was being given the best players struggled at West Ham when he had to sort of try and do it with to say average players is probably wrong but you you know you know what I'm saying you know um, I think I mean that's a fair point Kyle's making there um, and to be honest as I say I'm not I'm not trying to blow smoke up uh, up Brendan's backside because I, I've been highly critical of him. Um, in the past, and I was last season, and I'm not saying that I think he's the bee's knees. I just don't see who you can bring in 
with any level of confidence that can do something different. You know, and, and that's the thing. If the if we're going away and we're talking to Den Haag or whatever, and he likes the project, you know, then great. But you know, there's every chance that the people at our club are probably already doing their scouting. Because, I mean, it wasn't that long ago that uh, Brendan was being linked with um, the Man United job. And most of our fans were saying, you know, that that, um, that he shouldn't go. He should stay yes. and stick it out. That's the football business, though, isn't it? You know, it results are everything at the end of it. So I can't blame anyone for having the view of they'd like a change. I just don't think unless you've got someone good with some credentials, uh, then it's a gamble. And you've got to think as well, do we go down the route that a lot of clubs do these days and and, and, and they do it all the time in, in, in Italy uh, and obviously it works well for Chelsea, doesn't work as well for Watford, uh, sorry, Myla, you know, is that we change managers every two years. Um, yeah. Or do we, you know, when, when Brendan came in, we, we knew it was a long project and let's be honest with you, um, I just think that we knew that Brendan was going to go. Mm-hmm. We knew he may not stay here for, forever and a day. And, and I don't think any manager is going to be, you know, we're never going to see another Ferguson or another Wenger again, whether at the club that sort of long. But I just, you know, you, you've got to give him time, I think, you mm-hmm. know. And it's like, you know, we, you know, they're saying like, oh, we're going to be in Europe in five years. You know, the owner said it when we when we took over, and then we, we got it the day in four. And mm. you're doing it early. You know, maybe Brendan didn't expect that we were going to be top mm. so often. You know, in the top four for as long as we were for two seasons. And he's kind of thinking, well, you know, this has come earlier than I thought. Christmas yeah. has come early. You know, I'd say, you know, I'd, I, I, I mean, again, you know, the point about Puel. I think they got rid of Puel because they knew that they were getting Rogers, and and that's what I'm talking about. If they've got yes. one lined up, then he will be out of here. I mean, there's there's no there's no doubting it. What I would like to see is our best eleven on the pitch. You know, I think I think we probably underestimate the huge loss that Fafana was in that mm. um, in that preseason friendly, and and that must have knocked everyone to be honest. And we've. We got through the first game against Wolves. You know, it wasn't it wasn't a classic, and we've sort of never recovered um, from that. We've had a good result here and there, but you're mm-hmm. right. You know, time may show that we that Brendan has peaked here, like he has at other clubs. But there needs to be someone of uh, if if we if we're the level of club that we think we are, then there's got to be someone of stature um, ready to come in and take over. And I don't see that many people at the moment who are not a gamble there's managers we'd love to see chances of us getting them are very slim yeah and i just think as well our our leicester and let's take off our 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 blue tinted spectacles here Mm. our leicester a top four team and if we're honest no we're not um, would we ever be able to compete at that sort of level Possibly not, because we haven't got the finances mm-hmm. that you know Man United have got, that Spurs have got. Even you know, we 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 can, can compete to a point, and we can get the young players in, and then we're going to lose them. But we have to, I think, 
take these 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 you know these blue tinted spectacles off and look at it uh, real. I mean, Kyle says here, I would drive him to Manchester myself. I don't know <laughs> what he's done. That it's really I'm annoyed with him. Yes, but as Ant said there, I'm not a Rogers out fan, but he is. You know, we are going through a, a tough patch at the moment. Yeah, I mean. It is. I mean, I, I, I say Gasparini, you know, he's mentioned a couple of times there, and obviously he's the manager at, um, at Atalanta. But Atalanta, you know, you could say he's almost, he would be uh, a good fit for us in terms of the fact that they tend to bring players through and then move them on. You know, that they have that. Mm. That's their role. That's their model. It's a very similar model to us. Um, have players for a couple of seasons, buy them cheap, sell them at a profit so he, he would fit um that mold so yeah i mean it may be that it's it's a, a fair it's a fair name to throw into into the ring i don't think there's many uh others around there i just don't want to get to a position where we we, we are you know we are going through managers as we did post ranieri you know ranieri thing will be, it, it comes down to the relationships as well without we don't really know what happened with Ranieri, but a lot of people were saying that the the relationships with the players are strained. It may be that Brendan's got a very good relationship with the players, um, maybe too good, you know, and, and that's why yeah. they're, they're not being driven as hard as they should be probably being driven because Brendan seems to want to be their friend. And that's something that I really don't like. I would like to see someone more animated on the sideline um, mm. than, than Brendan is. Um but then you've got that thing of you risk losing players as well. So it, there's so many things that come into it. It's, it's very easy for us as yeah. fans to just say, throw someone out uh, and get someone in. You know, that, that's what yeah. the, the people at the top of the club. And so far, they've done pretty good for us. So, you know, I think yeah. we're in their hands. So Tetien, by the way, under club well and now bottom of the uh Yeah, I know the fans won email as well, yeah. Yeah. Uh Atlanta a fourth, having won fifth in a row. But look, mm. we're football fans, we're fickle, you know. Come come, I mean, I, I actually said again, clear and I, I I do keep giving it a boost. Please go and read it and let me know what your thoughts are. BBC um website, Leicester City Football Club homepage. I said a typical Leicester December will beat Napoli. And we'll, we'll avoid the playoff. We will um, beat Liverpool in the Co in the Carlin Cup. We'll uh, in the Carlin the in the Caribou Cup. We'll beat Man City and probably draw with Liverpool in in the league. But we'll lose to Newcastle and Everton. That's a Leicester. <laughs> that's a Leicester month, isn't it? That'd be a typical Leicester month. But two questions to end on, Craig. And I thank you because you stayed uh, longer than we normally do. Two questions to to finish with you. One. Stick with uh, Rogers, yes or no? Uh, for me, yes, at, at the moment, yeah. Yes. And uh, secondly, um, result for Thursday? Um, I, I'll, I'll go 1-1, one, one, but I've, I've, I've got a feeling that we that we may get beat and end up in the conference, but I'll, I'll go 1-1 one, because one, I, can't, I can't predict us to lose. Oh, so you, you're, you're agreeing with Emilio. I can't predict us to lose... I just think we might, looking at how they've performed recently, I think we might just get take advantage. As I say, this is typical of Leicester. It'll be another yeah. false dawn. We'll go, I think we'll beat them 2-1, and then Newcastle will come and, and beat us at the weekend. That 
is it's called being a Leicester fan, isn't it? it? Is. You know, <laughs> Craig, we're not going to see you on Friday, unfortunately. You're off, uh, so have a really good uh, weekend, whatever you're doing. Are you going to be at the Newcastle match? Yes, I'll be there. Yeah, you'll be there. Enjoy yeah. it. Hopefully, um, you'll have three points to celebrate, and no, I will see you next week as per normal. Brilliant. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, everyone. Cheers. Cheers, Greg. Thanks for staying. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Thanks to Craig there. Scott goes 2-3 to Leicester. I don't think my heart would would do that. Uh, David, I think, will nick it uh, due to all their injuries. Um, I, I have a feeling we might just nick it. And uh, Facebook user says 2-1 to Leicester here. I tell you what, I played this earlier. I'm going to play it again before we go. It's... It's a shootout. It's it's the OK Corral. not gonna lie i'm as nervous as hell though <laughs> we could we could end up we've still got the conference league to fall back on and I, I, i'd be quite happy to take part in that if we win it it's a european trophy it's like you know it's a bit like the um <laughs> the 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 Euro, the, the english super cup if we'd have lost that it there, would have just been a pre-match charity shield friendly. But because we won it, it is the English Super Cup. Guys, we're going to be back in 25 minutes. Me and Julian Watts, ex-player, we are going to be looking at how the season's gone for a lot of the... Well, every single team in the Premier League, good, bad, or are they having an ugly season? We will see. Thanks to everybody that joined in. Thanks to Scott for... Um, uh, um, watching and joining in and, and monitoring the, the chat there for me. Um, as always, thank you so much. Milo, thanks for joining in and um, good luck for Watford. Um, I don't know what the music is, <laughs> but it does go with it. Um, there is a site where you can get special music, as in you don't have to pay to use it. So it's, it was one it was one off those. Uh, Feslian, I think it is actually. Um, anyway, See you in 25 minutes. Thanks to everybody. I'll go and get changed so it doesn't look like I'm wearing the same thing all the time. <laughs> yeah. See you. Uh, see you with Julian at nine. Good night. Thanks very much. <laughs> Thank you for watching. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Hello, Matt Elliott here. 
Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV for all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels for the latest updates and news. Come on, you foxes! Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? A participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.